Well, here we are. Uh, Judith Collins' first weekend in charge of the National Party has passed, and she faced the weekend media in shock horror. The 61-year-old veteran politician handled all the questions from Tiny Tover O'Brien and all the others with the plum, uh, causing an outbreak of yahooing. Uh, finally, for National, the tide is tied. Uh, tide has turned. It shows you just how far our expectations of politicians has fallen over recent times. We've got used to the struggles of the David Clarks and the Todd Mullers and the Phil Twyfords of this world to answer straight questions. We've got used to politicians pretending to have convictions and positions and then flanneling when push comes to shove. But it all bounced straight off Judith Collins because she's a pro and she knows what she believes and she knows what she thinks and she knows what she will hold to. But it surprised me just how much relief and energy and belief swept through the National Party after her performance. Because to be frank, what she was saying was less than inspired. So Judith Collins announced a $31 billion infrastructure spend that even at first look appears to have been drawn up on the back of an envelope over a few beers. Furthermore, it wasn't her scheme. It was Todd Muller's scheme, along with Chris Bishop. But it was presented by Collins because they didn't have time to come up with something new. So this marks no difference in where the party is going and what the party is talking about. There was just a different voice presenting it. And for me, its biggest weakness is that it does nothing and did nothing for New Zealanders in the short term. The wage subsidies and other pandemic economic responses are coming to an end over the next six months, progressively. New Zealanders are worried about an economic carnage emerging in the near future. The reason they're worried is because they can see it with their own two eyes. And not only that, they've heard about it constantly from National. The constant refrain by Todd Muller over his 53-day reign was, this government has no idea about the economic carnage coming our way. So what did we get? We got some unconsented road and rail projects that may or may not get off the ground in a decade. How will a second Auckland Harbour crossing arriving in 2030 or maybe 2040 help a family of four with the breadwinner who is becoming unemployed because the warehouse changes or perhaps in March someone finally hits the wall? What's it do for them? The whole thing just seemed to me, and there's nothing wrong with it, if it wasn't for the fact that we were in an emergency right now. The whole thing seems as pie in the sky as Labour's light rail. The second harbour crossing has been discussed for years, and no decision has been made. Chris Bishop was asked by Heather Duplessis-Allen yesterday, uh, on Friday, where are you going to put the harbour crossing? And he said, oh, Eastman Road, but he couldn't answer where it's going to come out. Want to know why? No one's ever figured that one out. There is no designated route. The whole thing is a reckon by the, by the National Party. It's very much like the four-lane, 60-kilometre expressway between Ashburton and Christchurch that Todd Muller announced. If they think they can build a 60-kilometre, four-lane highway between Christchurch and Ashburton, which currently has 11,000 cars on it, if they think they can do that, including a 1.7-kilometre bridge over the Rakaia R- River for $1.5 billion, then I will eat my hat. 
Last week, Jim Bolger said the country wants specific policy approaches to address the economic issues brought about by COVID-19. He said the public want politics that address their bread and butter issues, job and income, and a future for their children. And instead, we're getting ghost roads, and Labour was giving us ghost trams, and New Zealand, is, New Zealand First is giving us policies about reducing immigration, which is a dead issue in these COVID days. None of it seems on point, and none of it tells me or makes me feel better about next February. Maybe the fact of the matter is that no politician actually knows how to even get through Christmas, because perhaps it's just too hard.